Welcome to the Thriving Faith Podcast, where we believe the Bible is true in its entirety and are here to equip Christians with biblical insights to live a Christ-like life. We inspire you to flourish in every area of your life, mind, body, and soul, to grow in the Word and closer to God, no matter what season you're in. Go ahead and listen in to embark on this life-changing journey to thrive as a Christian. Welcome back. Welcome back to day 21 of the Proverb a Day Challenge. And today we're reading from Proverbs chapter 21. As we aspire to great knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of the Lord as we read through this book of Proverbs. It is pretty surreal that we're almost coming to an end. And I know I've said that so many times, but it is quite unbelievable to me that we're almost finished with the book of Proverbs. And I have learned a lot. I I've been, <laughs> my eyes have been opened to a lot of things that I considered kind of normal. And now the Bible is like putting like a pin straight kind of knowledge and wisdom into my way of life. And I love that. I hope you're also learning and growing through this season. And I'm reading from the New Kingdoms version. It says, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, like the rivers of water. He turns it wherever he wishes. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. A haunty look, a proud heart, and the plowing of the wicked are seen. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty. Getting treasures by a lying tongue is the fleeting fantasy of those who seek death. The violence of the wicked will destroy them because they refuse to do justice. The way of a guilty man is perverse, but as for the pure, his work is right. Better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. The soul of the wicked desires evil. His neighbor finds no favor in his eyes. When the scoffer is punished, the simple is made wise. But when the wise is, is instructed, he receives knowledge. The righteous God wisely considers the house of the wicked, overthrowing the wicked for their wickedness. Whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. A gift in secret perceives anger and a bribe behind the back strong wrath. It is a joy for the just to do justice, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. A man who wanders from the way of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead. But he who loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not be rich. The wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous and the unfaithful for the upright. Better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman. There is desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a full, a foolish man squanders it. He who follows righteousness and mercy finds life, righteousness, and honor. A wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the trusted stronghold. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. A proud and haughty man, scoffer is his name. He acts with arrogant pride. The desire of the lazy man kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. He coverts greedily all day long, but the righteous gives and does not spare. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination. 
how much more when he brings it with a wicked intent. A false witness shall perish, but the man who hears him must speak endlessly. A wicked man hardens his face, but as for the upright, he establishes his way. There is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord. The host is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. Quite a handful. That's quite a handful, honestly. It feels like there is a lot of knowledge here, I would say, because knowledge is what you learn so you can apply. And wisdom is what is granted from God and which knowledge leads to righteousness. And I'm going to share what stood out most for me. And the first one is verse 1. It says, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, like the rivers of water. He turns it wherever he wishes. And that just shows how much as a leader in whatever sector that you are. You may not necessarily be a king with a kingdom, but this goes also in leadership, how your heart should be so far hidden into the Lord that you seek and walk in the direction of the Lord. Because the Bible clearly says, tells us that every leader is brought up by God, a leader being a mom, being a wife, because you're a helper to your husband, who is the at most head of the house and maybe at a workplace, uh, a big sister, you know, all these things, the people that you lead, the people that the Lord has entrusted you with ought to walk in the direction that you point them to, which should be the direction of where the Lord is. And the next verse that stands out for me is verse two, which says, Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. And we've read this earlier in the earlier chapters. And it still brings me to the point of our hearts, minds are very, very deceitful. We have a very deceitful nature as human beings. But when we align our ways and our doing of life with the Lord, because Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, he shall always point us to what is right and not just our selfish ambitions because for us before our eyes we think we are right i bet eve felt like when she got the fruit and you know ate it and gave the husband she probably thinks she was doing the right thing because she was trying to seek knowledge but our hearts and minds are very deceitful and very gullible to what is of the world so what do we do we walk with christ who is the way the truth and the life and the next verse is verse 9 that really stands out for me. It says, Better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contagious woman. And some versions say a nagging woman. And the same in the same chapter, also verse 19 talks about that. It says, Better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contagious and angry woman. And we saw, I think, in chapter 18 or 19, where it talked about you rather meet a, a bear robbed of her cubs than meet a foolish person. And the Bible's come repeating it. And we've seen that once something is repeated, it means it is very important to God and it is very close to his heart. So here we are, <laughs> hoping and praying that we're not the nagging women, the nagging wives who are always angry picking up fights. And I will not tell you I'm perfect in this area. This goes out to me too. There are days where it's just a bad day. It's just a bad day. My hormones are acting up or I'm on my period and everything is irritating. I hope I 
the people in my household don't think that they would rather live in a corner of a housetop or dwell in the wilderness than dwell with me in the same house. And the next verse that stands out for me is verse 23. And we've honestly come seeing this almost in every other chapter or in every two or three chapters. And that is verse 23. It says, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. It still points me back to James. We've come showing in James where he tells us to tame our tongues, to be slow to anger, quick to listen and understand, but slow to reply. And I hope we can walk away with these golden nuggets. I hope that we don't have to gain treasures by lying or being the false witnesses. And also not to be the nagging and contagious people because then that makes people shift or not even want to do life with us. And the other one is to be kind to the poor, to really be kind to the poor because here the Bible is showing us in verse 13, whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. So let us be generous. Let us be loving and optimistic in our ways of life and hope to see you next time.